Hi, I'm Tara McCool. And I'm David Wallach. We're proud to bring you our new show, Calgary Next, where we're focusing on positive business stories in our city. Who are the disruptors? Why have they chosen Calgary? And what do they see for the future? Every Saturday, we're having in-depth conversations with business leaders that will leave you with insights about leadership and starting or growing a business in Calgary. Today's guest is John McInnes, a native Calgarian and a serial entrepreneur and probably also a disruptor. John's mission is to help create one million jobs. He's using his passion for an experience in entrepreneurship to advise and influence other business owners on how to grow and create new jobs for people. John has started many successful multi-million dollar companies in Calgary. He'll soon launch his newest venture, Earthware, a reusable container service for restaurant takeout and delivery. The goal of Earthware is to stop 1 million single-use containers from going into our landfill by 2023. Thanks, John, for joining us, and good morning. Good morning, and thanks for having me. So how did you come up with the idea of Earthware, your latest um, idea? Yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, it's one of the things that I can't turn off, is I've always got ideas. It's just, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just separating the good from the bad, and I guarantee you there's been lots of bad, but this one's actually a really uh, good idea. It's not new, so I can't say that I came up with it on my own. Uh, lots of places in Europe, uh, U.S., Asia, um, they use reusable containers for takeout. And so, uh, and what it means by reusable is the uh, containers are um, uh, washed and brought back to the restaurants. And so it's not the it's not the customer that keeps them forever for their own use. Uh, it's a circular, uh, reusable container as a service program. So how does that work then um, from the customer's perspective and the restaurant perspective? So if, if I order from a restaurant and I get takeout, what's the process from there? The process is um, quite simple. In fact, we've worked really hard to make sure that it doesn't interrupt any of the uh, uh, of the process of the restaurant. And so restaurants are very busy and also the enjoyment and the convenience for the customer. So the way that it works is, uh, let's say you're using one of your favorite delivery apps, uh, like Skip the Dishes or uh, the other ones that are out there. And uh, you'll see with some restaurants when we launch that um, under some of the meals as an add-on, so like if you were gonna add on vegetables or something like that, the, you'd also be able to add on a reusable earthware container. And there'll be some cost associated with it. Different restaurants have different costs. Uh, there'll be some so cost associated with it. You order that, the restaurant sees that it's been ordered, they pack your meal in the uh, reusable container, and then it's delivered like usual. You enjoy a great meal from the restaurant. And then when you're done, you rinse it. Uh, there's a QR code on the top. Click on the QR code, and that notifies us to come and pick up the, pick up the reusable containers. And so we pick it up, um, and we schedule a day, day with you through the, through the website, schedule a day to pick it up. And then we bring it to our wash facility where they are inspected uh, commercially washed, sanitized, inspected again, and then we bring it to the restaurant. We bring them back to the restaurants for use. And that's how it works. 
John, I want to go back to another company that um, you started, uh, as far as I remember, and that's the payroll reward. Um, and if you can kind of share with our listeners and, and probably with Tara, uh, what payroll reward is all about and, and your kind of uh, relationship with American Express. Sure. Uh, payroll rewards is a really interesting company. It's uh, the idea started from uh, another company that I was running at the time called Print Audit. And as an entrepreneur, I think most entrepreneurs do this and even some uh, larger businesses, they try and put as as much of the company expenses on their credit cards as possible to earn points so that when an entrepreneur actually gets to take a break, which is pretty rare, um, they've got lots of points to be able to do that. So I always thought it was a problem that you couldn't put payroll on your credit card. And the original company name was payroll by credit card. And um, so I met up with some Amex guys here in Calgary. They loved the idea, went to a bunch of my entrepreneurial friends and we um, uh, uh, essentially started this company and started running um, companies payroll through Amex. And so that the owner of the company would get points for them. And it steadily grew through Canada and uh, throughout the U.S. And last year, we did um, somewhere around $500 million in payroll with uh, payroll. It's called Payroll Rewards. It's only in the States now. And uh, we've been working with Amex on that. That's really cool. What a great idea. Yeah. Who, who, pays, the, who pays the, uh, the fee for Amex? Uh, so the, uh, the customer does, the, the, the company, we charge a percentage on top of the payroll amount, and it varies per size of the payroll amount, but we charge a percentage on top of that. And, the, uh, and then the, the founders, the owners of the company get the, the points for it. Um, and then usually they, in fact, all the time, we work with them to help them convert those points to more than they paid for the, uh, for the fee. So you're also an advisor. You've advised a lot of business owners here in Calgary. Uh, what advice would you give a startup entrepreneur looking for capital? Wow, looking for capital is really tough if you don't have experience and um, if you haven't built a company before. There is capital out there, but if you're uh, if you don't have any revenue and it's just an idea, you're better off to uh, get uh, get a bunch of credit cards, go into debt, and figure out how to make the company work before you actually try and go out for capital. Most capital, including government grants, they're they're looking for some sort of success in the form of revenue. So um, my best piece of advice is go find a customer and see if the customer will give you money up front for whatever you're thinking about. And that's called a customer-funded business. Uh, second piece is build it and hope they will come. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> we watched the movie, always, which doesn't always work. But uh, in, in a lot of cases, it does. But and then for raising capital, you you really won't be able to raise much capital on your own as a new entrepreneur unless you've got friends and family that are willing to put in, which is the first place. Um, and, or if you've got revenue and growth, that helps out a lot. 
there is you hear in the newspapers and the internet and on TV about these massive venture capital um, uh, investments. Those investments mm-hmm. are typically made into companies that are making money. Or once you get to a point where you've been successful a couple of times, it does get a little a little easier to raise capital for your new ideas. Um, John. You know, when I look at your uh, bio, and and, uh, you and I know each other for about 16, 17 years, um, you've been places, you've uh, studied in Quebec, you studied in Ontario, Uh, Print Audit grew to uh, have 10 offices or around different uh, 10 countries that you traveled a lot. I remember you traveling there. So you have those ideas and you have those companies that you start What's so good about Calgary that you decided to do it all in here in Calgary? Either being a native Calgarian. <laughs> Other than being a native Calgarian? Well, that was the one I was going to use, but... Uh, I know, I that's, why, that's, that's why I took it, that's why I took, pulled the rug <laughs> underneath your uh, feet. Scrouchy this morning. Um, he is. Uh, well, <laughs> I got to tell you, I think... Um, uh, notwithstanding Calgary is my home and I love it here. I have had the opportunity to travel the globe to uh, with my various companies and, and been pretty excited about the places that I've gotten to go. But when I get there to different places in the world, uh, no matter how pretty they are, beautiful ocean, that sort of thing, I really do think that we've got a great advantage here in Calgary. It's a young city, uh, highly educated uh, really beautiful, and and I love the mountains. Like I get out to the mountains just about every weekend, whether it's skiing in the winter or, or hiking in the summer, and so those draws. But also, um, I've got connections here, so it's easier to get things done when you've got your when you've got connections started and built. And so some of the people that I went to school with are some of the people that I work with in my companies. And um, so I know I'm not to say supposed to say because I was born here, but I love it here in contrast to everywhere else I've been in the world. We are going to just take a quick break here, John, and we'll be back with John McInnes just after these commercials. We're back with John McInnes, Calgary entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Earthware. Well, that's his latest. What's that? Yeah, and I want to talk about something that uh, in his previous life or a company that he sold already. And and you should uh, learn a little bit about it as well, Tara. And, and John, I want to go to print audit. And the reason I want to go to print audit is not about what you did technically. Um, what amazed me with print audit is the culture you had with your employees. And if you can share with us a little bit about your leadership style and the culture you had at print audit, every time I walked through that office, I was like, whoa, I want the same. And you never hired me. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Uh, I don't remember you applying for a job, but I don't think I could afford you anyway. Um, yeah, uh, culture is an interesting thing. I, I, as we built out Print Audit, got asked a lot about the culture. It was uh, when you walked into the office, it was visceral. You could feel it throughout the office, and um, um, and so I've thought a lot about that over the years and written pieces um, for different companies, and I help out a lot of companies in their with their culture today. Um, but the what it boils down to is the rhythms and what I mean by that is P 
people within organizations love to understand and know what's coming and um, be able to work within a framework that is comfortable to them, but also uh, challenging. So what I mean by that is uh, the way that Print Audit and, and my companies today are run is it's, it's really a series of, of events that happen yearly, quarterly, monthly, daily, weekly, I miss weekly in there. And all of those things are sort of expected by everybody within the company. And within those, um, they're mostly meetings. So they're different types of meetings, but you're talking about key performance indicators. You're talking about um, goals and ambitions for the company and making sure that all of those things are happening within the framework of rhythm. Um, so that's an important piece. The other, the other thing that I think is important for any organization is early on setting out what your mission, your vision, and your values are. Um, and people hear this all the time. They may in, in different parts of their journey, and sometimes you'll see companies that post their, their values or their mission or their vision. Um, and they are important, but really what a mission, a vision, and values does for an entrepreneur and what sets the culture is it allows people to make decisions for themselves within a framework that you can trust that you've hired the right people to make the right decisions. And even if something goes wrong, it's not going to be against your corporate values. And so those values bring out, um, bring out the culture and the rhythms of how you build the organization and rhythms are so important. Again, the rhythms of how you build the organization are uh, what build the culture as well. So with those companies, let's say uh, just about all of the companies, the first value is fun. And we do think that fun is important. I spend more than I spend more time with the people that I work with than my own family. And so I better enjoy it. And so that's an easy one. And so if everybody's having fun and fun doesn't mean not getting things done. Fun means that we laugh, that we enjoy the day, and that we don't take too many things too seriously. And um, then there's a series of other values, but I'll, I'll let you ask your next question instead of rambling. No, not at all. It's all great information. You, you know, it's, I think there are a lot of leaders that make their way up the corporate ladder without ever having real uh, training and coaching on how to be great leaders. And I think that most leaders I've come in contact with all, always have great intentions. They want their people to feel great and happy, as you said, at work. But how do you help a CEO who's focused more on results than people and culture? How do you help them, that CEO, understand the importance of focusing on the culture? Well, uh, results can be a culture in itself. And um, so, and, and there are lots of examples of organizations that just work on results. Um, and maybe it's not the best place or the most exciting place for somebody to work, but it, it's a job and they're getting things done. That's just not my passion. Um, I want people to uh, enjoy what they're doing, feel fulfilled. I really want people to, uh, what I often think about is the spouses or the partners of the people that are working in, in the companies, and I want them to want to work at our companies. And mm -hmm. so uh, that's, a, that's a big piece. So um, for advice for people that uh, are more Like if there's a board. The people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, 
I, I think the answer to that is you can't get results without the people. And so there's got to be a fair amount of time. And I, when I think about an organization, it's got sort of three legs on it that one is always a little bit shorter and you have to put something underneath to make it better. It's people processing cash and people is the most important and fun and exciting and tough part. And so as a leader, you don't have much of a choice to build a successful organization without thinking about the people. So I, I don't know if that answers your question. Like I don't have a yeah. lot of advice yeah, on that. For sure. I have, no. I, yeah. It's not, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. You can have results and, uh, and have a great culture. Actually, I think that one feeds into the other. So, so John, uh, you know, as CEO, president, or whatever the title we have is, basically we're a VP of HR at the end of the day. In every, it doesn't matter what we do as a business, but it's VP of HR. That's the most important. Really? That's how you feel? Yeah. It's, hmm. it's people. It's people. Yeah. I always say we're a people company working in real estate. Because hmm. if without the people, I'm, what is Barclay Street? Nothing. Yeah. And, and John, I'm, I'm very happy with your... Uh, Reply. So I want to go back to something you mentioned because I knew you were a big um, promoter, advocate, and, and participant in the uh, entrepreneur organization. And if you can elaborate a little bit how uh, those organizations, the YPO and the EO, can help entrepreneurs. Yeah, so um, uh, YPO and EO are uh, global organizations. And they really are built to help business owners, uh, business, the, the most senior people in a business to make their businesses better. But also there is a ton of concentration on personal uh, health, wellness, and family health and wellness. So I think that when you, when you see the whole pie of a person's life, those other pieces are just as important as the business. And it's just where they fit in at certain times. And um, so these organizations are really built on this. The uh, EO, but they are based off of revenue milestones. So like I said, uh, you have to to be able to get into the GROW program in Calgary. It's about 200000 in revenue. Um, and there's lots of resources that will help you get up to that outside of the GROW program. EO is a million dollars plus U.S. in revenue. And I think that YPO is uh, somewhere around $15 million. Canadian in revenue uh, for companies. And so um, because companies at different sizes of revenue really do have different issues in some cases, in a lot of cases, it's the same. So what do those organizations do? Um, primarily, they have a focus on something that's called Forum. And Forum is a group, and Dave, you and I were in something that isn't these called Tech in Calgary, um, which is the executive committee, uh, but it's a group of business people that get together that don't have an investment in each other that are really um, trying to help each other succeed and uh, share best practices um, in a in a format that's not judgmental and is 100% built to help each other out. And those groups, it's interesting when you the way that I usually describe them is. Um, Everybody in your life has some sort of stake in your business, whether they're, whether they're investors or not. So having a group of people that doesn't have a, a stake in your business that are interested in you succeeding, it's a, really a place where you can open up and be free, um, where you may not be able to in any other part of your life. So that's kind of fascinating. 
What trends do you see from a business perspective in Calgary? So as an, as an entrepreneur, what, what would somebody who maybe doesn't have the idea but would like to invest in an idea, where do you think that that future is here in Calgary? Yeah, uh, great question. And there are, well, there's, a, there's various websites, I think, that have popped up that allow you to invest in ideas uh, to get your, I guess, get your feet wet a little bit, like Kickstarter and those sorts of things where you actually get a product. Um, so that's, that's an interesting worldwide phenomenon. It's been around for quite a while. Thank you so much, John. I, I feel like we could sit here all day and ask you business questions and people would be able to walk away with a lot of insights. Thank you. Thanks, John. And uh, it was a pleasure having you on our show. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm really excited about your new show. I think it's going to be great, and it's exactly what we need here. Thank you.